Victoria strives to bring inspiration into this world and ignite people to make positive change through serving others and appreciating the little things. From smiling at a stranger, to writing a letter, to becoming a mentor for younger students, and much more. Taught by Victoria intersects humanity, kindness, and a passion to strive to always do good. I highlight stories, people, and ideas that bring beauty and benevolence to life. Acts of charity can happen in the most simplest of ways, seamlessly seeping into our quotidian lives. Carolina Zubler has an incredible passion for serving others and working with children. From co-leading a tutoring program for low-income children to co-starting Voices of Migrants, she has a heart dedicated to loving her neighbor, even the neighbors across the sea. Her involvement with child development has driven her to become a prospective psychology major at Yale University, where she starts as a freshman this fall. It is my pleasure to have Carolina Zuber today on the podcast. Enjoy the episode. So great to have you on the podcast. How are you, Carolina? I'm good. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, my honor. I'm so happy. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so my name is Carolina Zubler. Um, I just graduated high school and um, I know Victoria through a program called Vamos, which is a tutoring program that we run um, in DC, in the DC area. And uh, yeah, it's an awesome program that's just changed my life being involved with it. Yeah, amazing. So tell me a little bit about like what your extracurriculars are like outside of Vamos, where you're studying, um, what you're passionate about. Yeah, pretty much all my extracurriculars um, are working with kids. That's just my passion is just working with kids. So in high school, when I wasn't doing things for Vamos, I was working part-time at a local daycare. Um, right now I'm working part-time, or actually full-time at a preschool. Um, and, you know, I babysit, just everything working with kids. And my, you know, prospective major at the moment is developmental psychology. So um, kids are really just my passion, which is kind of the major reason that I got involved with Vamos. Um, so yeah, I'll be studying psychology next year at Yale and um, yeah. Awesome. Amazing. So tell me a little bit about how you found out about Bombas. Yeah, it was a bit accidental. Um, I would just remember being at the club fair and coming across you, Victoria. Um, and, you know, the second you kind of explained the program to me, I knew it was something I'd be interested in um, because, you know, as I mentioned, I just love working with kids. Um, and I loved how, you know, you mentioned that Vamos was just this whole broad span of ages. So, you know, from kindergartners to eighth graders um, just sounded like an awesome experience and also a great way to sort of, you know, give back to my community. So I immediately, I remember grabbed your flyer, signed up and went to my first Vamos session. Oh, that's so awesome. Wait, I have a flyer? You know what? Yes, I did with all the calendar dates. That's right. So I know that after I left, you started like leading Vamos and you went from being like a tutor to a tutor and, you know, having to manage so many kids communication. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, it was a big transition. I think it was like my first major kind of leadership position in high school. And it was a lot of like communication was a big thing, just like email after email with parents and with tutors. Um, I thought that was cool because it really let me get more involved with the program in like a deeper sense, like really know, get to know the community we were serving, really get to know the tutors that, that were involved in the program. Um, so I felt like, you know, involved in a much deeper sense. Um, and it really, you know, I just 
grabbed onto my heart kind of. I just really felt like attached to it more emotionally because here I was like, you know, really getting from the parents, um, which is not a side of things I'd gotten to know when I was just, you know, tutoring their kids, um, getting to know the church where we do the, the tutoring at, so getting to know Senora Sequentes, who is kind of our main point of contact. Um, and yeah, it was, it was exciting because it was, you know, this total new role that I was taking on. Um, and it, it made me appreciate Vamos even more, just getting to know the community that, that it was. Yeah. Oh, it's so lovely. Yeah. What, what a journey it is sometimes working with you. Yeah. <laughs> what were uh, some of like the biggest hurdles? Like, I don't know, whether that be recruiting volunteers to managing so many kids in like, you know, so few classrooms. Yeah, I mean, I probably, this is everybody's answer, but the pandemic, I would say, um, that was just such a challenge. <laughs> um, we did switch to online tutoring through Zoom, which ended up being very successful, but our first tutoring session was just kind of a technological nightmare. Um, it was just a big, a big transition. Um, so yeah, that was definitely the biggest hurdle. And I remember we like, our first ever online tutoring session, we ended up by the end of it with like one student online still, like everything was just, computers were not working. But by the end, we would have these like Zoom calls going on with like 30 plus people on them. Um, and it was, uh, it was so cool to see it kind of grow. And we, I mean, honestly, our program grew actually during, eventually our program grew during the virtual period. Um, I think there's just an increased need for tutoring given, you know, the challenges of online learning. Um, so it was a huge hurdle just getting through the logistics of moving online, but it ended up being um, definitely worthwhile because we got to serve so many more students. I mean, the best part about being virtual was that, you know, it was just more accessible to students whose parents maybe can't drive them um, all the way to the church on a Saturday morning for tutoring. Yeah, that's wonderful. What was your like main mode of like communications were you like mostly email did you have a group me instagram yeah we have an instagram um but mostly it was just a lot of emailing we also have a website which you know constantly updating that um and you know just trying to keep that really active so that that was a a good you know source for information for tutors and for the families um but yeah mostly email i just remember i think my biggest job with vamos was just sending emails every week to the parents reminding them the time and the zoom link and all of that um and to the tutors just making sure that they had all the information they need and you know access to resources for tutoring especially online tutoring which is a whole nother you know a whole nother scene um but yeah yeah a lot a lot of emails gotcha so when you did the online tutoring, how were you able to like, say like you were working like on a math set or something? Like, did you guys like share the screen? Did you guys like take pictures in advance? Yeah, we did a lot of like sharing the screen. Um, I, I remember sometimes kids would like try and like hold their, cam their homework up to the camera, which is <laughs> really sweet, didn't work very well. But um, yeah, it was a lot of like communicating, collaborating with the kids very, you know, trying different different methods and workarounds. Um, but yeah, we definitely made use of IXL, Khan Academy. They were great resources. We also try to keep it fun and like do games as a group. So we would always like share the whiteboard on Zoom and try and do games of like, we did hangman, tic-tac-toe, just things to keep the kids kind of, you know, having some fun um, because we always want, you know, almost to be fun. I remember in person, it was just, a blast like so much of it was just the kids having fun with their friends which was such a great part so we tried to keep that alive virtual in the virtual 
um, setting, but you know, it was, it was more of a challenge, but yeah, it was, it was a lot of trial and error, I think. <laughs> so in person, what was like something that was really hard about tutoring? In person. Yeah. I think, um, kind of managing the balance probably between like having the kids just really like engaging with their friends and, you know, cause a big part of almost was just the fun and the joy of just the games and the activities we would do together. But then also, you know, making sure that like we also attend to their homework needs. And so like trying to balance the the fun with also making sure that they got their work done and that we were helping them in all the areas they needed help with. Um, so sometimes that would mean, you know, maybe saying, okay, we're going to stop this game for a moment, tutor for 30 minutes, try and keep everybody in their seats and, and really working. And then we'd kind of come back as a group and play a big round of Uno or something. So it could be a little bit of a challenge, um, but but the kids are so great. And, you know, I think that they, 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 even if they sometimes didn't feel like doing the work in the end, they were always very, um, they were, they were great workers. And when we really sat them down, they, they were really dedicated, diligent workers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's wonderful. Um, it kind of reminds me of like, uh, sometimes I, one time like there was, uh, a day where I had way too many students and I had like no tutors. Like, did you ever run into that problem? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we did, although we ended up having a pay, pretty big growth of tutors um, by the end. So sometimes we would even have like two tutors to a kid, which was awesome. Um, but we did, there were some times, especially virtually actually, where we would have just like so many kids, not enough tutors. And that could be pretty chaotic. I remember one, I had to have one of our tutors tutoring three kids virtually at the same time, which is a lot for her. Um, I felt really bad putting her in that situation, but you know, sometimes it was like, you just didn't know how the numbers would work out. So, you know, sometimes you'd be totally fine with, um, with tutors and, and students. And then sometimes it would be so uneven and you just had to have to like make it work. Yeah. Wow. So tell me a little bit about Voices of Migrants. Yeah, so um, Voices of Migrants is an organization that I co-founded with um, my co-leader of Vamos Mariana and a couple of other friends from high school. Um, and I think for me, at least my involvement with it was in large part an outgrowth of my experience with Vamos. Um, but basically the goal of the organization is just to amplify and highlight the voices of migrants. Um, so we really do a bunch of things kind of all around we do interviews with um you know refugees and migrants um we've done you know event informational events like webinars um we've done some raising money for uh via caracas which is a migrant community in colombia and we're currently running like a letter writing campaign to really like connect people with migrants and connect um people you know across borders and really let them like hear the voice of 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 a migrant. So um, that's been kind of our main project right now. But yeah, it's been an awesome experience kind of like starting an organization from the ground up. Um, and yeah, it's been awesome doing it with my co-leader of Vamos too. <laughs> yeah, so what was the inspiration? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it, it was for the most part Vamos. Um, I mean, in part also my grandmother uh, immigrated from Mexico. Um, and so always her story has kind of loomed in, in my mind as just like a complete inspiration to me and just seeing all the um, challenges she had to overcome. And then especially with my involvement with Vamos though, 
um, just really with the kids seeing things like the language barrier and just all the added challenges they had with their schoolwork. Um, you know, I just thought it wasn't really being highlighted. Um, it, those challenges weren't really being heard and um, the broader public. And so um, I just kind of wanted to sort of bring attention to the, to the extra challenges they faced and to the, um, you know, to their voices and to their parents' voices. Yeah. So what's your what's your vision with Voices of Vibrance? Yeah, I mean, we'd really love to grow the program as much as we can. We've just expanded our leadership to um, some students from around the world, which has been really exciting um, because it started out as just, you know, some D.C. area students all from the same high school. But now we have um, a student from United Arab, United Arab Emirates. Um, some different high schools in the DC area, student from Columbia. So like, it's been really cool bringing youth voices from across the globe together. Um, and I think just making, I mean, my biggest vision for the organization would be just um, growing it across the globe as much as we can, like really connecting people from opposite sides of the earth um, and connecting their voices so that, you know, they can have that sort of common understanding um, so yeah, just growing it and um, trying to become as global as we can. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And that's amazing that you now like have expanded it so globally. Wow. So how can someone get involved with Voices of Migrants? Yeah. Um, if you're interested in leadership, you can always contact us about becoming part of our team. Um, if you're interested in just kind of getting involved generally with our cause, um, uh, you We'd love you to um, work with our letter writing campaign, which you can sign up online. You can write an online letter. You can write a paper letter. Um, that's kind of our main focus at the moment. And so we have letters going to Greece, letters going to Colombia via Caracas, the community I was talking about. And we just, we'd love as many letters as we can get. Um, so yeah, if you just go to our website, it's voicesofmigrants.org. Um, you can kind of see all the different things we're involved um, or all our different projects we have going on. Yeah. Oh, it's so, so neat. Wow. I'm going to like, I didn't realize you guys have a letter writing campaign. I'm a thousand percent. I want to enroll. I love you to get involved. Yeah. So what would you say to someone who wants to start something like an organization, say like Vamos or Voices of Migrants? What's your like biggest piece of advice for them? I would say just um, don't let yourself get frustrated by the roadblocks you're gonna face. Like I think the biggest roadblock I remember facing was just that first virtual tutoring session where just technology was not going our way. And I just really felt like this was not gonna work out. Like I just didn't see it working out and it ended up you know really succeeding after months and months of you know hard hard work um so i would just say don't let yourself get frustrated and realize that it is a natural part of the process that there are going to be roadblocks and just things are going to pop up everywhere that you're going to have to deal with it can get frustrating but you just can't let yourself you can't let it phase you or distract you from your your end goal yeah yeah so what is an act of service that everyone can do daily? Everyone can do daily. Um, I think one thing I learned from Vamos is just kind of like meeting people where they are um, and sort of just being adaptable to other people's needs. So like, just as an example, um, our virtual tutoring would go from like 9.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. And 
like we soon found out that some families couldn't do that time and, and sometimes their kids would show up at like 1050 like right at the end of tutoring and we realized quickly like we needed to adapt to that and we needed to you know find a way that we could stay on zoom with them you know just in the hours that worked for them because you know if you if you aren't adapting to the community that you're serving and their needs then you know you're not really going to be able to to help them out so you know one day a student tutoring was ended and he wanted to talk about trains and so we spent an hour on zoom after tutoring was over just talking about trains and he showed me his model trains and you know i think you know that was maybe what he needed that day was talking about trains with a friend during a you know a hard school year of virtual learning so i think just being flexible and adaptable and realizing that you know maybe your schedule isn't going to go as you planned in the beginning but that's not you know that's not a bad thing yeah that is an awesome, awesome act of service. Wow, this has been so, so wonderful sitting down with you, Carolina. Thank you so much for your time. And I'm so stoked to send this out to like everyone. <laughs> Thank you so much for inviting me on. This is such a cool project you're doing. I'm so excited to hear you've started this. This is incredible. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you want to find out more on how you can support Voices of Migrants, check out the description box below. To see a transcription of this interview in Spanish and or in English, visit my website.